Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Welcome back to our next episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Today, we had the pleasure of interviewing Philippa Pinier, a woman I had become familiar with over the past couple of years. Uh, one day, I stopped in at her business and I fell in love with her and her products. Yeah, without ever visiting Canada before, Philippa moved here with her husband and two sons from the Netherlands in 2006. Before moving here, Philippa was an elementary school teacher, but always felt that someday she would leave the Netherlands, perhaps resign as an elementary school teacher and move somewhere else. Never in her wildest dreams did she think she'd be moving to Canada, but after applying for their visas, things started to fall into place for them. And once they moved here, they were uh, obviously some setbacks, but she was also excited and it took her some time to figure out what her aspirations were and what she wanted to pursue in this new country. But now fast forward several years later, she's created a beautiful garden and a business called Philippa's Herb Garden, where we both have visited a few times and uh, we've never left empty handed. (laughs) Yeah, we are super thrilled to have Philippa on our podcast today. So here she is. Hi, Philippa. How are you? Hi, Kennedy. I'm uh, fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Kathy, as well. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for agreeing to uh, have a little chat with us today. We we really wanted to have you on the podcast. Um, We wanted to ask you just a few questions today. So just who is Philippa? What um, does Philippa like to do in her spare time? Uh, Maybe you can tell us a bit about your business maybe moving to Canada, things like that. Yes. Well, uh, I would like to to tell you about, uh, yeah, but my life is basically a chain of all kinds of miracles happening. And it started from a young age, although I didn't know why those things happened. But when we arrived in Canada and years further down the road, looking back, yeah, those were miracles. It was preparing me basically for what was about to come. So, like I said, we uh, never ever visited Canada before, and for a lot of people, it came basically out of the blue <laughs> that we uh, decided to go to Canada. But the thing was that um, when I was little, uh, around the age or eight, nine, ten years old or so, I really felt that I didn't fit in in the Netherlands. I I knew I would leave the country someday. Mm -hmm. It was not based on anything. And uh, later on in life, when I have become an elementary school teacher, I also felt like someday I will resign that job too. It's not what I will pursue in life. There is something else. And um, but for years, we didn't know how how to leave, where to go, all that kind of stuff. I was basically pushing my husband to find uh, jobs abroad. He was in the <laughs> IT business back then. Mm-hmm. 
But we also knew that your when you do come over, your certificates are basically worth nothing. You you basically have to start all over again. Right. So then uh, at some point he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a truck driver. And <laughs> truck driver, but <laughs> why? But it was probably meant to be because that opened doors for us. Because we I was looking on the internet for a steady job because... And he saw that Canada and Australia needed truck drivers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we tried to to yeah to go to Canada, but on a work permit, we were declined initially because at the time he didn't have the five years of international driving experience that you needed to have. So we started looking further, uh, contacted an uh, migration bureau. And then they said that I had to apply for a permanent visa for the whole family. Hmm. And why do I say this, that I had to do it? And my husband could have done it too, but it was less uh, translation work (laughs) (laughs) for my jobs, et cetera, because it was pretty much straightforward, uh, Hmm. the education I did and work. And, um, but um, yeah, so, why I'm saying that as well is because I always felt that I needed someone else to take me out of the country. Mm-hmm. But it, in the end, it was me, myself, that, that did it. Wow. Plus, um, when we arrived in Canada, I made the error by um, uh, applying for the SIN number with my maiden name. Penya is my maiden oh, name. No. <laughs> and, and I had used Philippa. Well, in the Netherlands, I used a different call name. But Philippa is really my first name. But anyway, it was probably meant to be because I, the whole application, I had to use those names. So when you arrive in another form, because by that time you have filled out so many uh, forms, I made an error, probably meant to be. And yeah, so one thing led to another. And that's why I, I, I use my maiden name. My husband's name is, like I said, La Riviere, which mm-hmm. is French. We, we in, in February 2006, um, when we got our visa, we bought our tickets for August 1st. And just a couple of months before we left, we met a recruiter that was recruiting a uh, uh, truck drivers for Midland Transport. So uh, we had already booked uh, a flight to Halifax because we said with a permanent visa, we simply land in Halifax, we will uh, rent an, um, a mobile home and drive around and we we just go for uh, searching a job. And if Nova Scotia, if you don't like it, it's New Brunswick or we, we would keep on going. That was our initial plan. But just before we left, we met this woman with yeah uh, for midland transport mountain new brunswick so that's basically how we ended up here interesting <laughs> yes and we we had also said we don't want to want to be in a friend's area at some point because my, of my husband's last name right. <laughs> but my french is not so well <laughs> right and we ended up in la Cour de Acadie, which is catholic and everything was meant to be right and the day that we saw this house was on the day of a pig roast that was organized by the dutch street back then and 
that pig came back again in my life with the pig roast. It was an emblem on it, but why do I say it came back? Because when I was a little child, I had found a pendant in the shape of a pig. And now we had bought that, that smoker because with the following years, we were go going to host the pig roast. Right. And the, the emblem on the smoker was exactly the same as that pendant that I had found. I never wear it, but I, I, I always yeah, kept it for some reason. Mm -hmm. so, and, and this is funny as well. When I was about 12 years old or so, there was a test at school. And one of the questions was, if you uh, had to describe yourself with an, uh, with an animal, what animal would it be? I can't remember what I filled out. It, it could have been an elephant because an elephant is like going straightforward. And I can sometimes be very straightforward. <laughs> it could also have been a lion because I felt a lot of power inside of me, strength. It could also have been an eagle because I like to have my freedom. But never ever did, did it cross my mind that it would be a pig. It was a pig. Because late I, I had always brought that 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 question with me basically. It it stayed with me. And at some point I, I really felt like a chameleon because I can very easily adapt in situations. Mm -hmm. And and also other animals have gone gone by, but never ever a pig. And that's why I have a pig on my signs and and um and okay. yeah, that, that, that's, that's me. Yeah, I, I didn't make that connection until you had said with your business yes no someone cool. was asking me are you selling meat I said no the pig that's me so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the rooster for me initially I had that on my side because we do have chickens but it's also that uh it's it's yeah, if, if you look uh, it, in Christianity, it it can be Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. right? And my my son had found me a uh, weather fane with a rooster on top as well. And we have that on top of the smoke placebo that we built where the smoker is standing. So for me, this, yeah, the, the things that happened, etc., and it was telling me, uh, sometimes I have a feeling or that gut feeling, sometimes you have that voice that you hear. Mm -hmm. I believe it's God. I, I believe in Jesus Christ. Other mm -hmm. people might say it's the universe or the guidance or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it took me still a long time to listen to that voice. Because when we came in Canada, I early on... But here, the voice say, you have to stay home. You have to start a garden. And I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have to work. I have to make money. Because especially the first year after arriving, your money right. goes out of the window. Mm -hmm. And that service New Brunswick, they had made an error with my driver's license. And that's another thing as well about that feeling. Mm. She wanted to save us $5 on the trucking license. And we were like, no, 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 we, we, we will pay it. For, it's only $5, you know, who cares? And she said, no, you know what? I'm going to ask someone else and uh, to confirm. And she came back. No, you don't need that license. Now it will be, uh, you can have that later on. And a voice inside of, inside of me said, she got the other lady wrong. She didn't, she misunderstood. 
mm-hmm. based on nothing again because we didn't know the rules here we we were new arrivals right. so it's so weird how that feeling can can work and so yeah you really have to listen to that that inner voice and with me like I said I, I can be stubborn so yeah it took me quite some years but I every time I could so feel a wall in front of me mm-hmm. I I couldn't get through and some people say you have to knock the wall down well my experience is I, I had to turn around I at 180 degrees so I, I was finally ready to say okay you know what you want me to be at home? Start a garden? Okay, I'll resign. Right, but, right. And again, I knew, I knew the bills would come in. And, and, but it was so preparing me for how will you react if the bills come in? Will you get nervous or will you trust me? Mm-hmm. So you, I really had to learn to trust yeah, the Lord and, mm-hmm. and, and say, okay, we keep going. So that's what I did. And I started gardening and then I could feel that I, my health was declining. And again, like, how, how, how is this possible? You want me to be at home, you want me to start a garden. And now my health is going downhill. Mm-hmm. And I started searching my, my, my symptoms. I had very weird symptoms. Uh, you cannot even Google them because they're not there. I had, for instance, that my, my feet would fall apart in pieces of metal, that kind of feeling that I had, or that someone hit me with a metal a sword, and, uh-huh. or my vision, it was suddenly blurry and I, I, I couldn't really see Mm. and a fear weird uh, feeling in the back of my head like like I was drunk and was pulling backwards couldn't find anything but it was so weird that people around me every time they I heard Lyme disease Lyme disease Lyme disease and I'm like this is so crazy but I went to the doctor I turned 50 I said listen this is the case. Uh, I want to have a checkup, but please also uh, have me tested for Lyme disease. Mm. And he was like, mm, well, mm, okay. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it came back with Lyme disease. Wow. And I was like, how is this possible? You want me to start a garden mm. and now, now I, I'm sick and I started reading upon it. And in the beginning, we didn't know if I had it for a long time or short, or it was a short right. period of time. But when I looked into, because I put every symptoms that I had over the years and diseases that, that I had in an Excel spreadsheet. And I said, I, I must have had it for a long time. I was bitten by a spider in 2009 or 2010. Did I get it from that spider or did it... Um, ignite the the disease i don't know because in the netherlands i did have a tick once in my my leg but that was years ago really Mm. years ago Mm. so and then i read that a lot of people uh that got medication it's not insured they are going to the states and whatever the case was back then 2016 i'm talking now about 2016 
then I was like, oh, this this can't happening. If if he wants me to start at garden, he know he knows me. He mm-hmm. knows I want to create. He knows we need the money for it. Right. I I refuse to use the money for medication. Mm-hmm. And and so and then at one point when I was they, they were offering me a treatment, and again that voice inside of me said no Mm -hmm. and it was so loud and clear that I almost ran out of the building (laughs) and said no I I, and I never returned I said okay I I I felt like I had to surrender before I was fighting but I had to surrender I had to trust again and this is also so weird because and in it I'm not quite sure when it happened, but my my uh, island was declining in 2018. That it was that I really felt life sucking out of me, and I thought if if my iron keeps declining, now I'm not quite sure what what those things were, but it's so yeah uh, complex as well. But I saw it in my spreadsheet as well that yeah within three to six months. I will not have oxygen anymore. Wow. So, and that's when I had to say, okay, I, I had to surrender because that voice said no treatment. So I, I, again, I had to trust and I had stinging nettle coming up in my garden. Stinging nettle provides iron. Mm. And this is weird. So it is medication basically is right. around us. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the the herb garden. What I'm I'm yeah try to find my what do I need to eat? Really go by what is nature giving me, and still also also through the years I was trying to find uh, do I need to make a certain product and need to sell that? But yeah, and on the other hand, I'm not a person that is that likes to make one product over and over and over again i i like variety and so i was still searching for what i wanted to do in life mm. but one thing was clear to me whatever happens i have to continue by creating that garden right that, that's my health basically and mm-hmm. in order to keep myself healthy i can help others right mm. Right. So and and then in I believe it was during the COVID 2020 that I decided to start with the workshops with uh, flower arrangements. Wow. And I think that is really something that is so neat because you do not make one thing over and over again. Same you thing. yes yeah you, you can have so much creativity in there. Mm-hmm. And I do hope to help other people to find their creative side because i believe that we are all creative because we have been created by a creator that's right that's so, right you can pull yeah. some of your education experience in uh, in teaching your classes as well right yes yes all those pieces everything i have done in the past it will all fall together at some point so I, interesting I, I, Yes. So who knows what might come out of this, right? Mm-hmm. It, you right. never know. And that's really what I, I would like to um, 
yeah encourage people that that are are listening as well that that there is still hope even though you feel stuck because in the Netherlands I felt like uh, Don Quixote uh, the one that was fighting windmills mm. I even call, called myself Donna Quixote because I was I I I couldn't get further there I can't really explain but I felt like I was fighting and fighting and fighting over and over and when we had made a move I felt at home. Of course, there were still hurdles to take, but there was not that feeling like, oh, I can't push through. I can't. This, especially after I resigned my job, it's like everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. Everything will be okay. Because uh-huh. it was quite an adjustment financially too, of course. Right. But we make it work. That's right. So, yes, and trust and yeah faith is very important i think mm-hmm. yes yeah so we've been out to your shop and um are you still selling the same sort of products as when we came before some i do yes but there might also be changes okay. it depends what i feel like making and no, so- don't don't you ever get rid of those cookie kits no yes no that's a keeper yes yes those are the best except for when you put it sometimes I don't know we've made it and it turns into the whole sheet and sometimes it turns into the cookie we never know what we're getting but but the best thing is is um I remember when mom and I went up one afternoon uh we bought the a couple different I don't know what um which things from your garden garden were in each one but we had sat down and we had cookies and then we also had some of your tea and yeah. there were four of us all hanging out just playing board games and within 15 minutes we were all like ready to have a nap on the couch because the it, yeah the lemon, lemon bomb yes 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 <laughs> so I had also an experience with um I had in a uh, sachet, I had lemon balm, uh, lavender, and chamomile. Mm. And it said from lemon balm that it is uplifting. And I didn't quite understand that word. I thought with uplifting that it would give you energy. So I was like, well, will I have it in there when I go to bed and, and sniff? Right, right. <laughs> but I did. And the first night, I had such a clear dream it and it was super colorful and I even saw the faces of the people that were in my dream and I was like oh that's what I mean by uplifting it's it's mentally you're you're more happy right and it was such a yeah an awesome experience yeah we found it very relaxing (laughs) yes yes oh yeah and I slept very well oh yeah (laughs) These days yeah, but- I often have uh, lavender tea before I go to bed, mm-hmm. lavender tea, and I sleep like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we had bought some soap and also the tub teas were really, mm. really nice. And at that time you were doing some kombucha too, I believe. Yes. Yeah. I, I still do that too. Yeah. There's Kobe's. I sell those. I have a few kits uh, left that will be discontinued. But uh, if people want to have an, uh, an uh, course for the uh, um, kombucha, how to make it, uh, I probably will uh, offer that at some point uh, again too. Oh, yeah. 
Good to know. I might be interested in that. Yes. <laughs> um, I started with that. Um, it was soon after I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Mm. And suddenly that kombucha comes on my Facebook feed that it would give you uh, energy, it said. And someone was offering a kombucha tasting and etc. So I, I thought, oh, let's go over. And I was already drinking quite some uh, vinegar. <laughs> so I, I, mean, I was already used to that taste because it can be a bit uh, vinegar-like. Mm. And uh, so every time when the lady asked who wants to taste, I said, yeah, I want to taste. So I was drinking quite a lot. But <laughs> the next day, I felt so energetic. I could clean my house for two days and I haven't felt that energetic for quite a while. So I was like, well, yeah, it must be the kombucha. So now I drink it every day just to push me through the day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I um I think I I'm just gonna so you had sent me some pictures and I just wanted to maybe pull these up so that um people can see some uh for those that are watching on video they can see some of the things that you're doing um with uh your business. I'm just gonna share my screen just one second. So yeah, the first picture you have here is of your garden, I'd assume. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's I uh, I designed a large uh, wagon wheel uh, shaped yeah herb garden over there. Uh, it's really large. I have also been googling if it's maybe the largest of the world. Couldn't find anything about it, but who knows? <laughs> but it's about 32, 32 feet in wow. diameter. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. What kind and of things? What kind of uh, plants do you have growing there? Oregano, uh, I eat every morning oregano. I sprinkle some on my uh, my eggs okay. uh, because they're very good for everything. It's from, uh, it's, it's a Greek um, plant. Yeah. Yeah. Then I have spearmint in there, but I will take that one out because it's spreading everywhere and I don't really eat uh, spearmint because I also have cat mint. I really like cat mint. I have tarragon on there. You can see that on the the right side of of the lady. Mm. It's right, uh, pretty high. Uh, the king, uh, the French will call it the king of the herbs. Hmm. So that means also very good for the whole system of of your your body. I have lemon balm in there. I have bee balm, uh, chives, anise hyssop. I love anise hyssop. I'm, I'm I'm Dutch originally, so uh, I like licorice and uh, those leaves. If you eat it, it's practically the same as that licorice. Mm. Uh, chamomile, um, thyme, sage, feverfew, ignatia, and sea holly. I don't yes. know how you remember them all. <laughs> chicory, chicory. <laughs> chicory. Wow. Yes. So many things. And then yes. this middle picture here with your pumpkin, and I'll um, just move this over to the side. Um, 
so that we can see a little bit better. Um, you have the pumpkin here and your flower arrangement. Yes. Yeah. So those those are the things that we can do in a workshop. Wow. If I have those pumpkin things uh, grown, because that's always a bit tricky, of course. I don't know if if there will be, uh, yeah, if they uh, will succeed or not. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, these are flowers that are also grow growing in the, the garden and that we can use. Really nice. Because I really love that, that people would go out there in the garden and cut themselves the flowers that they, they want to use. It depends on the what kind of workshop. Sometimes I have to pre-cut, but <laughs> I still envision people roaming around, enjoying the garden and take and make a nice decoration. And that's okay. really neat too. It's like a whole experience. You get to exactly. go pick your flowers exactly. and everything. Uh, it does. It's also like an aromatherapy, basically, because of all the scents you mm -hmm. you inhale. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. Um. So then we also have. You've got your two wreaths here. I assume these are other workshops that you've done before. Yes. Yes. The uh, left one is with Anise Hissop. So I was going to say it looked like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and the other one is made with uh, from our grapes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The storm Fiona took the pergola down, so we have to rebuild that this spring. Okay. So we hope the the grapes did survive, but we will find out. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully so. And the doll, that that little doll, the the puppet thing, is made with uh, garlic. <laughs> Oh, oh I didn't even notice. <laughs> Very neat. <laughs> and then here, I think you have some more wreaths and arrangements you've yeah. done as well, right? Really nice. Yes. They're beautiful. Yeah. And it's Thank like you. you said, they're all, it's nice because they're all very different. And like you said, you don't like to do the same thing over and over again. There's so many different little, and it's funny, you mentioned the little garlic head on the little doll on the previous one. I didn't even notice. No, yes. That's funny. Very yeah. neat. All yeah. the little details. Yeah. yeah. So, Philippa, I wanted to ask you more about uh, the plants we discussed in your garden. Um do I understand correctly? You don't spray them, is that right? I don't. Yeah, yes. I don't do not use any chemicals. Okay. Um. Uh. This year, I was thinking of buying compost again until I read an article about that too, and I was like, uh, wh where they said if you put too much, there's too much uh, phosphor and nitrogen or something. Okay. Uh, it was a Dutch article, so. <laughs> but yeah, some. Uh, products that are in there that might uh, ruin your soil uh -huh. all the time. So I'm very like, let nature handle it. Uh -huh. uh, I do not work with raised beds either. Uh, it's all, uh, I really want my ha plants have to be in the ground where also the yeah, the insects are and, and what they need. Uh, so I do not use anything except then my, my chicken poop uh, from our chickens. Right. Um, and also a coffee grinds, uh, tea leaves, those mm -hmm. kind of things. So basically, all what yeah, all natural. What nature gives me 
and I cannot use it anymore, I will give it back. Mm -hmm. So that's also the content of our septic tank okay. because I know exactly what goes in there. So uh, yeah, very all natural and, and basically nothing else. With me, it is the plant is growing or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I will not amend the soil. Right. I will try to find another spot for the plant to grow. Okay. And I can so, for myself, I can so relate. It's like in the Netherlands, I was not unhappy, but I could not thrive mm. for some reason. I don't know why, but I could right. not thrive. That's a great and metaphor. My job. Yeah. yeah, yes. And I loved my job. And, um, and the way we were living, we had a nice house. We had just renovated the whole thing. Right. We had new furniture. Everything was new. And then we said, you know what? We're going to give it up. We moved to Canada. And um, Philippa, just I, I feel like you may have touched on this just in the beginning um, when you were talking about your story and everything happens for a reason and things like that. Um, but what do you feel is the most important thing that you've learned in life? You really have to listen to that inner voice. If it tells you run, run. Mm -hmm. If it tells you to turn around, do turn around. No matter what other people are saying, we we listen too often to other people people around us. Very you true. should be doing this. You should be doing this. No, I have to listen to that inner voice. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, even though I don't know what lies ahead of me, all will be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah, I figured that may be your answer, but I wanted to be sure because you had yeah. said it a couple times about how, you know, I just had to trust my instincts. And a lot of times I wasn't trusting um, that inner voice and um, not um, listening to what I should be doing and where I was drawn to go. I also wanted to tell something else because these days you hear often that they say you have to find your why. Mm. Well, I did that too. I was like, why do I always want to make things more beautiful, bigger? <laughs> is it to impress others or what? what is this? Right. Yeah. No, it's just in me. It's who I am. Right. I, I do not care what other things about it. It's for me. I do it for my own, own joy, basically. Right. Right. And so to say you have to find your why, I will say, no, just do what feels right. Yeah. Do what you love doing Very and the true. rest will follow. And then at the end of my day, uh, later in life, I will look back at my life and say, oh, that's why I had to leave the country. That's why I had to start the garden. That's mm -hmm. why. Right. Right. No, very true. All life yeah. lessons, yeah. Yes. So if you were to uh, look back on your life thus far, is there anything that you would change? Uh, do you have any regrets? Um, well, we, we said two, basically. We, we've always said when uh, after we came to Canada, we said we should have done that sooner, earlier mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. But then I always said, yeah, but if that was the case, we we wouldn't have been able to afford the, this property. Our right. life would have looked so different. So there was probably 
why why we waited that long. By the way, I was 40 years old when we moved and 40 stands for new beginnings. So for me, apparently, yeah, like I said, I was being prepared for what was to come. Mm -hmm. So if we had done it earlier in life, yeah, my life would have been different. And the other one, but yeah, I sometimes say I really do regret that. But anyway, things happen for a reason. That's and that, that, that in 2006, that I did not listen to that voice that said, stay home, start a garden. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now i'm like in a rush <laughs> <laughs> should have started earlier right no but it's very true and it, just when you're saying that too i often find myself sometimes thinking about how it would be so much easier if in life we could skip all the hard parts or not do the parts that didn't make sense but um ultimately they all lead up to where we're meant to be and um, it doesn't make sense at the time, like you were saying, but eventually it all makes sense. And there's a lot of things even in my life where it didn't make sense at the time. But now when I look back, I think if I hadn't experienced this, I wouldn't have experienced that. And I wouldn't be here because of all of those things happening. So it's very true. Yes. So when there is a setback, we basically have to ask ourselves, what is it trying to tell us? What what can we learn from this right. instead of panicking? And although it's also, yeah, understandable, of course, sometimes. But yeah, ask yourself, why is this happening to mm -hmm. me? And what can I learn from it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, we did have one last question. Um, we asked this question to everyone. It kind of makes sense. We wanted to know what makes you imperfect? Well, <laughs> with a lot of things, I'm so imperfect. I can make so many errors. <laughs> Me too. Yes, my husband came up with this saying, because I used to knit a lot too. And when I made an error, you have to basically knit back, right? right. So he, he now with effort, I make an error and I have to start over again. He's saying, are you knitting backwards again? So <laughs> then it's become a saying in this household. <laughs> but, yeah. but also those things, yeah, those things happen and it's okay. Because mm -hmm. it, when I was young, I, I was striving for, for that perfection. But basically, the perfection is in the imperfection. Because That's if right. anything would be perfect, it would be so bland. That's right. It's, there's no life in perfection. So... No, I'm, I'm glad I'm imperfect. So yeah. And, yeah. and like you said, there's nothing to thrive for or want more for yourself if you already have everything. It's just the yeah. journey of life, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We um just as a last thing as well, we wanted to give you the opportunity to let people know. Um, I mean, obviously it's Philippa's herb garden, but uh, I know that you must be off season right now because of that white cold stuff outside. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Um, if you could maybe let people know, um, I think you have a Facebook, like where they can find you and maybe where you're located and what your season timeframe is. Yes. Yes. So I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, Philippa's Herb Garden on Instagram 
And, uh, but then I believe it just says Philippa Panier. Okay. But yeah, I'm not so good in all those techniques. So that's okay. <laughs> I make it error. <laughs> anyway, it's there somewhere too. And a website and I'm on Google Maps as well. So there can also be uh, information be found. And yes, we uh, I finally have decided to put myself a time frame from when I'm open and when I'm closed. So around the 1st of uh, May, I will be open again till uh, the end of October. So okay. it's six months open, six months closed. Okay. Basically. And so, um, and I know that it must depend on when you're ready and when um, your things are growing properly in the garden. So you would put that stuff on your Facebook to let people know, I'd assume. Yes, yes, okay. and they really have to, uh, yeah, keep an eye out on the uh, on the Facebook page where I post when a um, workshop is coming up or or something else that they might be of interest because we also host uh, your participants in a uh, garden tour. So we really we neat. try to do a lot. <laughs> really neat. Good yes. to know. You've got some products there, and you're doing workshops, and you mentioned the garden tour. And are you still doing the shape work thing or is that on hold for right now? The what? The Sorry? Yeah, bed and breakfast you had going there. For I the closed that one. It was, uh, yeah, with the COVID, et cetera, it was giving me too much stress. That's and it's, yeah. Yes, and it's also a lot of work. So we have said, okay, we'll close this. We just focus on the garden and the workshops, et cetera, for now. Yeah. And then hopefully in the future, we will open up again. But my, my husband basically has to be at home because it's quite a lot if you're all by yourself. Right. And, and maintaining the garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and a dog that requires attention. So, <laughs> so yes. Well, thank you so, so much for agreeing to have a little chat with us today. Um, we were really thrilled when you agreed to... Um, have a little talk with us and uh, for everyone listening, really recommend going to see Philippa and her business and her garden. It's really something neat to see. And um, I'm sure mom and I will be popping in a couple times this coming season uh, to see all the, what's that? I want to do a workshop. Now. Me too. And we'll probably, you know, go get some lemon bomb cookies or things like yeah. that. But uh, we really appreciate your time and, uh, yeah, for everyone listening, we will see you next Monday. Yeah, thanks. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It was really nice. Thank you. Thank you, Philippa. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week. week.